What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. On at 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Good afternoon. I hope your Wednesday is going well. Now, Western Australia's outdated laws relating to how property is distributed amongst family members following the death of a loved one who do not have a will have finally been overhauled. And to have a chat about that today, of course, is our regular guest, Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group. Good afternoon, Simon. Good afternoon, Mike. Now, this has been, uh, has this been a while uh, waiting to be overhauled, this, this out, outdated law? You've been waiting some time? Oh, my goodness. We have been waiting forever. Um, look, it's my career uh, of, what, 25 years and plus another 15 years. So, wow. yeah, look, um, no changes um, since, well, let's put it this way. The Administration Act was brought in in 1903. Oh, wow. There were changes in 1982 mm. and now in twenty. 20- 22, we finally have an update. Finally. So, Simon, so just on that, so what currently happens that if you die and you don't have a will? I'm sure there'd be a lot of people listening today that are very curious to know. I hope so, Mike, because, you know, the most accurate answer to your question is all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. It really is that bad in most cases. Um, without a will, you have no control as the let's say, partner still alive or children or um, parents, etc. You have no control whatsoever over the estate. The Administration Now Amendment Act of 2022 clicks in, but it has a formula in it now, just as it always has done, and that formula uh, tends not to fit most families. So in essence, you lose control and, to be frank, we're almost always sure when we're involved in these cases that the now deceased never intended to cause the strife that's been left behind and that they never knew uh, the government effectively would be managing uh, their assets. Mm. So what's going to change now? The big change is this. The formula finally has uh, been given a bit of an upgraded figure. So let me just translate all of that into Mm -hmm. very plain English. Mm -hmm. Up until now, uh, since 1982, uh, if you pass without a will, then effectively uh, there are 10 scenarios within the relevant act which set out what happens to your estate. The most, I guess, commonly uh, looked at one is the whole issue of um, how much the remaining partner, de facto or married, ends up with. And until now, it's literally been $50,000 plus one-third of the balance of the rest of the estate. That's jumped up to 472000 plus one-third of the balance. Right. Um, if you don't have a partner and you're effectively leaving, let, let's say you, know, you are fairly young, this is the most common scenario, and there's been an accident and you've passed, you haven't got um, a, a partner or children then the surviving parents were only up until now entitled to receive $6,000 plus a half of the balance. That's jumped up to 56 and a half plus one half of the balance. Mm. Um, it, look, if you are one of the, it's a very interesting um, or hard comment to phrase appropriately, but if you're, I suppose, one of those 
um, or fortunate families where the 10 different scenarios actually do keep everybody happy, mm. then the changes to the Act now are nothing but good news. But the reality is, and I think most listeners will understand this, every single family dynamic is different. Every single family structure is different, particularly mm. today. Yeah. And so hoping that your family will be happy with what an Act says, look, it's never been a good thing in the past, and I don't think that's going to change now. Mm. Simon, I'll put you back on hold. We'll come back and chat some more. We're chatting about uh, some new laws that have finally changed after since 1982. Simon, you've just explained some of the changes, I'm, and I guess there'd be a lot of people listening thinking, if, well, if you haven't got a will, uh, why would I need to worry then if the, all these changes are going to kick in? Right there, I think, is the big danger with this change. Um, I suppose the danger has simply moved from one part of the spectrum to another. Mm. When we were telling people that, you know, without a will, uh, your spouse only gets $50,000, then a third of the remaining balance, it was very easy for people to say, well, hang on, that's that's no good, I better get a will. Um, 472,000 plus a third of the remaining estate might give people a false sense of confidence that that's going to keep the family happy and that it roughly aligns with their wishes. Mm. Um, In that sense, I think it's actually going to cause more estate litigation than less. That's the considered view of our estate litigation team at HHG. Mm. Uh, And the reason being that um, even today, even in this new age, uh, most spouses do expect... Uh, we find, to be left most of, if not all, of the estate on the basis that they then leave it to the children. That's right. And in this scenario, that's never going to happen. I suppose you can underline the reason for a will very simply by saying, look, do you want your assets uh, distributed as per your wishes? Uh, You might add to that, do you want your family to be happy as opposed to arguing when you pass? And I think that's why the question, why will I need a will, why do I need a will, is probably better turned around. I think the question is, um, in what very narrow circumstances would I not need a will? And they're really the two. You know, you don't care about your wishes or you don't care about leaving a, a, a united and happy family behind you. There's a lot of other reasons on top of that, um, simply because most people today need not just a will, but some estate planning advice. Uh, Life is more complicated today. We own businesses, we use family trusts, we are commonly running businesses through companies, we have superannuation, and all of these things uh, do not get any bespoke attention under the Administration Act if you die without a will. And then you then throw in the, uh, the, uh, the the different family units that look different now with um, stepkids and 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 that you know it's very different to what it was thirty years ago. Even the family unit, right? Extremely different. And um, I think at roughly two thousand and thirteen, the law, if you like, in WA did its best to catch up a bit with that. Yeah. But in other ways, made things more complicated because now stepchildren can challenge a will Mm. and depending on whether you are separated or divorced or about to get married but not married, whatever, 
all of those variables come into play as well and can leave very strong grounds to challenge a will. So you're right, it's not just a question of step one, getting a will. Mm. It's a question of step two, getting advice on the best type of will. There are many different types mm. and we tend to call them modern wills today as opposed to the old style simple will. Those one page or two page, you know, $150 wills, they're okay if you're 18 and you've got a car and a dog, yeah. but that's about it. Interesting. Simon, we'll chat some more. Simon, you mentioned earlier about uh, modern estate planning. What is the difference between modern estate planning and a, a standard will? A huge amount of differences. Um, again, another, I guess, emerging trend of the last 20 to 30 years is this concept of estate planning mm. until that um, I gather it wasn't uh, discussed a lot but today more and more families and businesses are understanding that a one-size-fits-all approach to you know just drafting a will doesn't really work for, for most if not uh, sorry many if not most families so what's changed is that people are learning that a simple will or a will that hasn't been, I guess, set up properly is very easily overturned. Um, if somebody wants to challenge it after you pass away, that's a big change. Mm. Second, people are realizing that um, without the right type of will, they can't leave money to a charity or they might not be able to leave out an estranged child or in fact to deal with a child who they've already given money to mm. differently to children who haven't been looked after while they're alive. Simple wills can technically pull off those things, but the minute somebody challenges them, they aren't going to stand up to the attack. On top of that, we've, we've seen and we've benefited from the emergence of the advisor triangle or pyramid, the financial planner, the accountant, and the wills lawyer. These three professionals working together, that's kind of the way uh, it should be done. It should have been done this way for a long while before now, but it's definitely uh, applicable and, and of great use to anybody with an estate that is even slightly complicated. And when I say complicated, I mean anything that's not mum, dad, two children who get on, um, a house, a mortgage, a bit of super, and you know the pet dog and some furniture. Anything outside of that today needs more thought, more attention than it did 20 years ago. The simple will is unlikely to stand up if you are running a business, you've got a family trust, you've got most of your money in super, for example, uh, or you've been divorced, you've got stepchildren. All of these different variables, you need estate planning, not just a will. And then it's keeping up to date with all the changes, Simon, because things, things change. <laughs> So I think an important point to make is that, yes, you will spend more money up front getting a modern will and getting estate planning advice. But over time, it's very clear that uh, you don't spend as much as you would if you just had a simple will that you needed to update every year. Mm. So I think that's an important point. But keeping up to date is critical. You need to really get in touch with your wills lawyer the minute there's you know, the emergence of a blended family, um, mm. you have a child who's a single parent, uh, there's a change to your asset base, things like that, very important. And I think too, um, often overlooked is the tax issue. A modern will can leave your estate to your 
partner, your wife, your yep. husband, or your children much more tax effectively than a simple will can, and certainly much more tax effectively than if you pass without a will at all. Mm, so then we've got tax complications just thrown in the mix there as well. <laughs> oh my Indeed. Indeed. And, if, oh. and look, if that all sounds daunting, yeah. let me assure you that um, <laughs> the firms that specialise in this area, like HSG, yeah. we've worked through over 20 years um, ways to make it easy for you because mm. it's, it's key. Yes, I can understand, and we do understand, if you come in, you know, go, wow, there's so many issues to consider. That's true. But we will walk you through those, and all good specialist wills lawyers will do that. And ultimately, we we make sure you understand why you're doing what you are and um, that you understand how important it is. So most people leave with a big smile going, look, I now know my family is going to be looked after properly. Clear as mud, Simon. Um, you okay to hang on there? We'll just take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up. You are on 98.5. Simon, do you think uh, most people don't bother with taking out a will because they think, well, look, you know, family gets along, everyone's happy, uh, it's fairly clear, but potentially things can change, correct, once, uh, once there is a will to be uh, discussed? Absolutely. In fact, you raise a good point that I missed earlier. A lot of people don't realise that if you don't have a will, Mm -hmm. the Administration Act will click in automatically and determine what happens. They tend to think that it is literally a matter of the family working out who gets what. Mm -hmm. It's It's simply not the case. I mean, ultimately, after usually quite a bit of argument, that can be done. Yeah. But people need to apply for a letter, uh, letters of administration. There's, there's transfer duty. It's, it's usually a bit of a mess. Mm. Um, so the changes are a big deal in many ways. We've touched on that. Mm. The difference between a simple will and a modern will uh, is critical. The importance of estate planning advice for anybody with even a remotely uh, different or unique estate or family situation, that's critical. Mm. Um, and I suppose... Really, we can sum up a lot of this by using some real-life examples from my firm of things that have gone wrong and how it has uh, impacted different families here in WA. Sure. I just want to use a couple of examples. Um, So I think of one client who our Wills team um, brought to my attention who uh, he passed away before his mother and his mother lived in the property with him. He wasn't married, didn't have a de facto partner. And he never made a will. So the estate under the Administration Act was divided between his two brothers and his mother. But uh, the mother knew that he had always wanted his mother to inherit the house, so she always had somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. You can just imagine the disaster for her Mm -hmm. that followed. Another example, um, we do a lot of business succession planning, which is really estate planning for businesses and business owners. And that covers farm estate planning. Uh, these are the trickier ones. These are where it really goes uh, belly up in style um, when people either don't have a will or haven't carried out estate planning properly. But in short, imagine that you have, you've started a business, you've built it up over your life. Some kids are interested in the business or the farm, others aren't. Mm-hmm. And you've always intended that those that have worked in the business or on the farm, you know, ultimately take over and often that's generally agreed amongst all the siblings 
but you haven't gone about setting it up so that that's what happens when you're gone. And I, and I have to make a comment here that's a very important and observed warning um, throughout my career, and that is that the minute mum or dad pass away, or both, money changes people. Mm-hmm. It changes families, and if you're not careful, it destroys them. I, I hate seeing it, mm-hmm. but in my job, you see it every day. And particularly where there's a business and you end up with siblings arguing over who gets it, um, very unfairly to the one who might have helped build it up over a very long time. And ultimately, these businesses get sold if you haven't planned your way around that. And the planning, I I wish I could go into this in more detail, but Mm. the most important part of the planning is communication. My biggest tip for people with even... With, with any estate, to be frank, is put aside old-fashioned notions of confidentiality within the family. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage you to have a chat, have a family meeting. Mm-hmm. Tell people, uh, tell your kids uh, what you and your partner have decided to do with your assets if you pass away tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's particularly important with a business or a farm because if other siblings aren't happy or your partner's not happy, more importantly, um, you get the chance to hear those complaints and fix them while you're still alive. Don't leave it to the family to sort out what is effectively your mess after you've passed away. Mm, yeah, Simon, that's brilliant. That's good advice this morning. Look, we are out of time. We could keep chatting. Really appreciate your time today, and uh, let's catch up next Wednesday. I look forward to it. Good on you, Simon. My guest on the line every Wednesday at this time is Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group. You're on at 98.5 and this is Weekdays with Mike. Good morning. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia or visit the website 98five.com.